Hi, uh, Heidi McDonald, live from WonderCon. I am in the DC booth with Hope Larson, with Shauna Benson, with Julie Benson, uh, some of the new writers who were announced today for Rebirth. Now, Hope, of course, at Publishers Weekly, we're very familiar with your long career, your distinguished career as a graphic novelist, and now coming over to the wonderful world of Batgirl. Well, how'd that happen? Um, I was introduced to Rebecca Taylor by my manager out here in L.A., and she is the assistant editor yes. in the, the Bat office. She's awesome. So I went and I met her, and I met Mark Doyle, and um, we basically all just hit it off, and they, I, I pitched them Batgirl, and they, they went for it. So I'm really excited. It's <laughs> all the usual way. Was, uh, was this a character, or you were a Batgirl fan, or had you been aware of her before? Or? Um, I only became aware of her with the last two arcs, the... the um, the Brendan, the, yeah, the Brendan Cameron and Stewart, Cameron Babs, and Babs. Our, yeah, yeah, yeah. the modern Batgirl. Yeah, and I, I love her. She's so accessible right. and fun, and it's exactly the kind of book I want to read. I wasn't into superheroes for a really long time, and that was the first one where I was like, oh, this is a book for me. This is like, this is what I want out of superhero comics. So it's really exciting that I get to write on this book. Right, right. So I, I mean, have you start, you started writing it, correct? Yeah. yeah. How's that going? It's so. going great. It's yeah. like. It's, a, it's very different from the kind of writing I'm used to doing, but it, it also feels like it's in line with the direction I've been moving with my literary stuff as well. I've been going in a more action-y direction. Right, right, right. So it, it feels like um, different enough to be a challenge, but similar enough that it's not terrifying. Right. Well, well very cool. Well, we look forward to seeing, that, uh, to seeing what's next. With Batgirl and Hope Larson. Now, with Shauna and Julie, you guys are taking over Birds of Prey. We right? are. Yeah. We're very fortunate. Yeah. We love that story. We love those characters. So, as sisters who are writing strong females on The 100, we, you know, got a book where we have three strong female protagonists, and we couldn't be more excited. Right. Now, you guys are our TV writers, so yes. have you written t- comics before? We have not. This is this our is first, first comic. Time. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, it's a little scary, but, uh, you know, we turned in our first five pages a few days ago just to uh, have the editors check it out, and they were really excited, so we felt more relieved and much better about moving forward. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. always helpful. Now, you guys are sisters. Yeah. Obviously, you're finishing each other's Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it happens. But, but I'm like saying, like, how did that happen? How did you become yeah. a sibling writing team? It's been a long time coming. Uh, I started in features and moved into TV, and Shauna always wanted to write for TV. And then we decided to write our first thing together, and Kevin Costner optioned it, wanted to direct a pilot, and we went from there. And then we realized maybe we should do this writing yeah, thing together this more often. Kind of makes sense. And, and we've just been writing together ever since. It just made sense for us. Right, yeah. right. Did you, as a kid, did you play? together like oh, not, like, well. Yeah? not well not <laughs> well julie's probably more the, the director in our family <laughs> she was the one who would be telling me okay so the barbies are doing this right now <laughs> right right, you know, right put han solo in the corner <laughs> over there that's right yeah. 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 they played this way yeah <laughs> but we get along now and it's great. Yeah, great right now what's uh with birds of prey there are it's uh the three characters are going to be batgirl black canary and huntress and huntress but you were talking about oracle right yeah what were you saying about oracle well, there were all these sort of weird rumors that The Killing Joke would not be part of the continuity or the canon, and that just couldn't be more the case. You know, Barbara has been Oracle. She was Oracle. She was shot by the Joker. And in our story, she has moved on from being Oracle. She's become stronger, better, faster. She's out of the wheelchair. And somebody has taken over the Oracle handle, and it's really ticking her off because they're also using it for nefarious means. 
Uh, so that's why she starts the team up. She finds Dinah and uh, Huntress kind of gets in the way, and then they all become a group, and we get our black and we get our uh, birds of prey. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure it's very exciting uh, for readers. I mean, this is obviously a character yeah. that there's been a lot of talk about and a lot of uh, following, yeah. and also for you guys. Well, thank you so much, Sean and Julie, and welcome. Thank welcome you. to our wonderful world. We feel so welcome. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Right, thank you. Now, uh, I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm here with Tom King, a uh, man of many hats, a hatter, behatted man. Well, I have so very little hair, I need the hat. Well, now, Tom, we were just, as this interview began, we were talking about your, your novel, your first novel, which was called, again... A Once Crowded Sky. A Once Crowded Sky. And that was your, that was your first attempt at creative fiction? Yes, outside of, you know, I feel like I broke comic books my whole life. Like, when I was I was a super nerd in my head, and whenever I stood in line or walked anywhere, I wrote comics in my head. That's just, just like how I occupied my brain. And, um, yeah, the first published fiction I have was, was my novel. Right, right. And then you became the comics writer. Of, uh, well, of course, I mean, many books right now, Vision, of Mega Man, um, that... The Grayson. Grayson. Um, your Vertigo book, which I Sheriff of Babylon. Sheriff of Babylon. It's been a long day here, folks. We've all been up so early. Dude, it's been a long day for me. I know. I know. Uh, what, what time? So you are writing Detective. You have the big gun, right? I bring Batman. Oh, okay. See, I don't even get it straight. Okay. He's got the biggest book of all people, Batman. Now, did you, when you were daydreaming about writing these comics, did you daydream about writing Batman? When I was a kid, I would every Christmas I had a bunk bed because I lived with my brother. And then eventually he moved out because he had to go to college. And I would go in the top bunk at Christmas, and I would take with me Dark Knight Returns, and I would read it. And it was like my ritual because I loved Batman so much. It was like I, I, he's that hero that like. When you're a kid and the world is like really hard, so I, I was a nerdy kid. You know, I was in the corner, I was getting yelled at. I was all, you know, um, my parents were divorced. You know, I was typical, very typical nerd. I couldn't throw a ball or kick anything. He's that character who, like, you want to be because he's the one who stands up for the guys who can't stand up for themselves. Right. And, um, yeah. Of course. Of course. Imagine Batman. Yeah. Especially, I remember when I was a kid, the battering. Like, I remember I would just like pretend to fire that battering all the time, just try to swing from the batters. Right. So, what was your first thought when they said, "Tom, uh, do you want to write Batman?" Oh man, I'm gonna fuck this up. No. <laughs> right, we'll bleep that, Kate. Uh, yeah. Anyway, my my first thought was. Um, Honestly, it was gratitude. I know that seems silly, but like, I write, I write these. To me, they seem very like risky, esoteric. Book. I wrote Omega Man, which is about like intergalactic terrorists, and it was a Sheriff of Babylon, which is about a crime Iraq series. And I, I, I write you know, my first comic I wrote, I wrote backwards, and so I, I, I've asked the audience to take a lot of risks with me. And and, um, and they've come along, and I was like, I, I can't believe that they sort of supported this kind of weird vision. So and I, I just yeah, gratitude, appreciation. Well, Tom, we should out you as um, you know uh, your other job between the daydreaming and writing was as a uh, you worked for the CIA. I did, yeah. I was a I was an operations officer for the CIA right. for a bunch of years. So, Sheriff of Babylon is a book that's set in Iraq. Uh, is this something that you had actual personal knowledge of, or? Yeah, I served in Iraq uh, shortly in 2004 um, for about five months, and, that, and that's exactly when the book is set. Right. So it's 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 a tale of Sheriff Babylon is a tale of sort of my Iraq or the Iraq I saw. 
which to me was at a big turning point because when I when I sort of got to that country, we thought we had won a war, and then we were sort of about to leave that place. And by the time I left, we were in a quagmire, and we haven't left it since. So right. it's about that transition. Right. Well, certainly, uh, it's a great setting for a book, especially someone with your background. Now, I, I actually earlier in the day I was talking to Mitch Gerads. 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 All right. Well, everything. Gerads. Yes. Gerads. Yeah. So, but, but your artist on the book, and the book, I mean, it's beautiful. His art is incredible. How did you work with him to get reference, or how do you guys collaborate on it? Uh, I write, I mean, I just got so lucky because he does an incredible amount of research. I, I do it all from memory. I, I just, I close my eyes and I think about what it is and hopefully don't mess it up. And then Mitch does the sort of, did he get it right? And, you know, I say, okay, like, this is what the Rashid Hotel looked like back then and this is what the tables were and all that stuff. And then I think he does it. But yeah, I try not to do research because I feel like the research is, or specific research, because I'm, I'm talking about, like, a, a, such a short period of time and it changed. Like, like in the first uh, issue of Sarah Babylon, we write about a restaurant, the Green Zone Cafe. And I think, like, three months after I left, someone bombed it and it wasn't there anymore. So it's like, I don't want to, I, I want to remember it as it was. That the, that's not, there's a graphic novel about that, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Joe's, Joe's Place or something like that. First Place, uh, First Second actually put out a whole graphic novel about that that actual place. That's so funny. Yeah, I or sad, actually. I remember reading that. It was a weird place. I remember the smell of it because they had hookahs. So they had hookahs on the hookah. And they had tissue paper, tissue boxes instead of napkins on the table. Right. Which is calming. Interesting. What did, what did your previous... Um, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, you know what? We're up. No, we'll have a longer interview with Tom. Obviously, he's got a lot of stories to tell. Uh, Tom, congrats on Batman. Thank you. Thank you so much. It means a ton to me. All right. Take care. Thanks. Three, two, one. Hi, this is Heidi uh, McDonald at WonderCon. I have lost my voice. I'm very sorry. Uh, I'm here at the IDW booth uh, with Bo Smith, the creator of Winona Earp, which uh, debuts on, what, when is the air date? April 1st, this Friday at 10 p.m. on Sci-Fi. April 1st, this Friday on Sci-Fi. Look, he did it so well. Bo, uh, this property, explain what Winona Earp is. Winona Earp is the great-great-granddaughter of Wyatt Earp, and her Wyatt Earp as a U.S. Marshal hunted fugitives. She hunts paranormal fugitives and puts them, some of them, in witness protection program for the Black Badge Division, which is a covert oper- operative of the U.S. Marshal. Right, so she uh, is definitely handy with a six-shooter, though, based on the imagery I'm seeing here. Definitely, and in the TV series, she handles... She handles Wyatt Earp's famed Peacemaker, the Buttline Special, which is the only weapon that can take demons down and send them back where they belong. Now, this project uh, has been around for quite a while, is correct? This, this summer celebrates the 20th anniversary of Wine Owner Earp. I started in 1996 at Image Wildstorm and could not have written the script any better myself to have all this happen. Right, right, right. I mean... Yeah, now Bo, you, uh, uh, boy, sorry, my voice is kicking out of here. Now, Bo, you have, uh, you're a man of many hats. You know, here on our podcast, I so often stop and talk to my old pals, like Bo here. He's definitely an old pal. And and I always say they've worn many, many hats. Uh, you work for Image, you work with McFarland Toys. What are some of the other places you've bumped along in our comics? Um, it, it started with Eclipse Comics in 1987. Then went to uh, Image Comics, 
then Todd McFarland, McFarland Toys, then IDW Publishing, then June Planning, the Japanese toy company, and now the Library of American Comics. Oh, well, we're huge fans of the Library of American oh. Comics now with, with Dean Mullaney. Now, that, that's an amazing. What, 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 how do you, what do you do on that project? It, it's kind of funny. I'm doing the same thing for Dean that I did almost 30 years ago when I started to work for him. I was VP of Marketing for the Library of American Comics. I help him uh, with IDW. IDW has their own marketing, right. but he wants someone to talk to the retailers, the bookstores, the librarians on a daily basis, and that's that's pretty much my job because I yeah. never shut up. But that's great. That's a great job. Now, how has that project been received by libraries? Actually, in this modern technology time, they love it because I'm the only person that will actually physically call them on the phone, and it's worked up a great relationship with everybody. Now, where, what's coming out from the library right now? Is there some uh, strips? I know you've put out, like, finished a few of the greats, like Carrie and the Pirates and uh, uh, Little Orphan Annie, but what else is coming out? We've done those, but now we're also, at the same time, we're doing the classic news strips, but we're going to do the Euro comics that we're bringing over. Uh, Maltese has been, been one of them that's doing real well. Uh, and that's one that's been a personal favorite of Dean uh, for many, many years. We're trying that, and we're also uh, going to continue to do a collection of Sunday strips, which are all color in a larger format as well. Ah, okay, cool. Now, uh, so yes, well, you have Corto. I know there's an amazing book whose name I'm going to mess up, Paracletos. You did better than I can, trust me. I type it all day. I'm not very good at the pronunciation. All right, let's try. It is called Paracletos. Uh, here, let's ask. Uh, what, Khalil, what's the name of the book, Paracletos? Oh, gosh. The, book? the name of the book? Yeah. Thank you. Have you guys saw it? The Library of American Comics. Paracletos? Ah, say that again. Paracletos. Yes, Paracletos by Oscar Jimenez, right? Yes. All right. Woo, we got it out. Yes, Khalil is here. Very awesome IDW employee. Because uh, Bo and I are idiots, and it's Sunday at the con. Uh, but can you ex- now, even though we can't say the name very well, can you ex- explain what the book is about? Um, to me, it's a, it's always centered on human adventure. By that, I mean the emotional part, which a lot of uh, the European strips and European comics were always very, very good. I mean, Stan Lee in our day right. was great doing that with superheroes. But this really, to me, this this is not, the, this is not a quick read. This is something that emotionally you get caught up in. And that was part of what drew Dean to it. He thought this new audience that's out here today that doesn't know needs to see this. Right, right. Because it's actually based on his own life when he yes. was uh, in Spain and uh, was uh, orphaned by the war and was in a kind of pretty horrible, like, orphanage or school for boys that was yeah, more like a school for boys torture. It, it, it definitely. It's uh, your Oliver Twist, Jane Eyre, kind of a, a tragedy kind of feeling to it. And the thing is, it's based off reality. Yeah. Which... It, it can be a heart-wrenching read sometimes. Yeah, and also the uh, artist is very well known in Spain for his fantasy works. So, uh, you know, which of course the year is huge in European comics. And uh, so, yeah, it's a little bit, won a lot of awards when it came out. It? Yeah. And I can say from the marketing end, for me, Dean, Dean has educated me from day one. He was the one, when I was at Eclipse, that, Bo, here's some projects that you need to see, you need to read, and you need to get out. And this is definitely all a part of that project to get out to people younger than I am, of course, uh-huh. but that have never experienced it. Yeah. Yes, we're, we're, we're here in a, by the way, the middle of a, of a 
very exciting signing with a whole cast of Winona Earp. Uh, they're very uh, charismatic actors. I hear they're lovely, but I'm here talking to Bo because we love the comics. Now, Bo, tell us about uh, what's happening with the comics. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Winona Earp. There's a new series out, correct? Yes, brand new series. And, and this, actually, I've always written Winona Earp at 35 to 40 in the prime of her career. And what we're doing here is, with the television show, we're going back to when she was 27, a raw, reckless uh, rookie with the Black Badge Division. So I'm making the comic book a hybrid of that because I want something that the core audience that have always read the comics would be able to come and recognize. But at the same time, anyone who sees the TV series would come in and go, oh, this is extra because I have the luxury of an unlimited budget and can make her travel anywhere in the United States. We're in the series for 13 episodes. They kind of keep her in the same right, area. Right, right. So so it's fun. So, so um, you know, is, is this, this series... Um, is this like a love of your life kind of project, or? I've always been in love with the mythological Old West and the historical Old West, and it's also a dream of the sixth grade Bo Smith, who used to write little stories about wider fighting monsters in the Old West. So yeah. this, it, Heidi, the only best way I can put it, this is far. Being able to do comic books, period, is far better than I deserve. This is icing on a cake that. That someone else has baked for me, and I'm really, <laughs> really happy to eat it. Well, we had a big premiere last night. Uh, they showed the first episode. Uh, I heard it went amazingly. The uh, social media response to the pilot or the first episode has been great. So, Bo, uh, you know what? Enjoy this moment, sir. You've Thank you it. very much, Heidi. Right. Coming from you, that means a lot. All right. Well, here, uh, thanks again, Bo, and I'll talk to you later. There's more to come. Okay.